You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday, and, well, it's a holiday for most people in the United States, and we're not really sure what holidays mean anymore because we're not on regular (laughs) schedule. So um, we're recording in advance for Mental Health Monday this week um, because we wanted to follow up on uh, the topics that we started to get into last week. We started a really good conversation on um, mental health and and resources. And we want to finish that conversation. We want to make sure that you have uh, information on how to access resources for mental health. So we'll continue that conversation right here on the Coffee Hour. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is Mental Health Monday, so that means it's time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Happy Mental Health Monday, Memorial Day. It's, uh, let's see, what is it? It's my birthday. It's Ascension. It's your birthday? <laughs> yes. It's happy oh, birthday, happy Sarah. Happy birthday. Yay. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. So what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do for your mental health on your birthday? So that, I mean, I think that's a serious mental health thing for people right now is how their birthdays and all those special celebrations are going to be celebrated. So do you have any plans? Uh, we'll probably spend time outside, assuming it's not thunderstorming like it has been for the last, you know, month, it feels like. And our anniversary <laughs> was Friday, too. So we, we've we got the whole week. It's it's anniversary weekend, as my Ooh. husband coined it 10 years ago. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Well, I hope you get to celebrate it up. <laughs> Maybe with Are some steaks, too. We like steaks. <laughs> Do you need a birthday parade? You know, that would be fun. But I'm not telling anyone where I live because that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just drive around St. Louis, people. You'll find it eventually, right? Find it eventually. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So last week, um, we talked about mental health resources. Um, we, we talked a little bit about uh, telehealth, uh, or we talked about telehealth quite a bit. But um, then we started to dig into resources, how to access um, mental health resources. and uh, so. Where would you like to begin with that this week, Heidi, in terms of um, accessing support uh, with our services and then um, some resources we could point our listeners to as well? Sure. I mean, I think just reiterating the couple of things we talked about last week are that insurance is a good place to start, you know, or insurance or a medical sharing program, whatever you have as your basic healthcare coverage, see what they have available as far as telehealth goes or what they recommend uh, for accessing behavioral health or physical health needs, because it might surprise you the amount of resources that they have available for that. Um, Also, your employee assistance program for yourself or your spouse. Lots of places have it. LCMS church workers all have it, whether they're on Concordia plans or not. And so you can call and check into that with Concordia plans so that you can access that. Lots of other employers have it. And no matter the size of the company, I'm really surprised how often I run into it as a therapist. And so it's called an EAP. Ask about your EAP plans with human resources or whoever handles those things with your company or your spouse's company. And then there's also like supplemental coverage programs. For instance, state programs or states that have supplemental Medicaid or supplemental Medicare, those are places to start asking too. 
And so sometimes you can get behavioral health resources or other like doctor checkups and things like that done less expensive if you utilize telehealth. And so a lot of times they'll contract with a certain app, like an application for your phone or your computer that you can download or websites that you can go to and begin to connect with those in particular. The one thing that's helpful to know is that I think we said this last week, but it can't be said enough that don't worry, you won't be connected with some Joe Schmo doctor way across the country. Instead, everything is still regulated by licenses within your own state. And so legally speaking, in almost all circumstances, you will be connected with someone as close to you as possible. So there's the possibility for either an ongoing relationship or um, you can access your provider that you currently have through telehealth as well. Um, And so that can be maybe a different, less intimidating relationship than we expect. So I think that's really helpful. Sometimes you can pay cash for certain applications or services online by going through it outside of insurance as well, or you can utilize your insurance in a copay in a lot of circumstances. So that's, I think, just a reiteration of what we said. I also would like to talk about some state programming that you probably have or local programming that you probably have that you haven't seen or haven't known is available. For instance, I moved to Nebraska three years ago, and I recently found out about a rural health program that we have called the Rural Hotline or the Rural... um, crisis hotline. People call it different things, but it's from Nebraska Interfaith Ministries, and they set up this whole thing where you can get vouchers no matter who you are. It's designated for farmers and ranchers originally, but because of COVID, they're really opening it up to a lot of other people in rural areas. I live in a town of like 25,000 people, and we're still considered a rural area in Nebraska, and so I can access that resource to see someone free essentially five times. And this Interfaith Ministries and the Rural Hotline will pay the provider for me. And so that's a really cool program that I didn't, I don't think existed in Ohio where we lived previously or St. Louis, but I know Sarah uncovered recently something that's particularly available in St. Louis, which is connected to 211. So Sarah, did you look into that any further at all, or do you have enough information to say something about it? No, I don't. I just shared the Mm. Facebook post. Bummer, bummer. (laughs) But we can link that in our show notes and all of that good stuff. But 211 is a really great place to start for local resources. So there's 211. You can call it on your phone just like you would call 911. Do not accidentally call 911. That is a totally different thing. So call 211 and you'll get connected to a person in your state who knows all about the resources available in your state or your uh principality or the place where you reside. A lot of different countries actually have this too. Uh, but you know, 211 is a resource that definitely exists in all 50 states as well as our territories within the US. And so that's it's a really amazing resource that I didn't know before I became a social worker about. But then now I'm like everyone needs to know about 211. There's also a website, 211 And you can go on there and um, ask for certain resources, like if you need funds for housing crisis, or if you need to know about different therapists in your area that specialize in a certain area, you can look up all those different kinds of things. So those are some good places to start, I think. Um, Before I just keep railroading through this (laughs) Mental Health Monday episode, do you guys have anything you wanted to add before we talk about some other websites and things? 
So I did look up that post that I shared. Um, and it is two-on-one for, and, and you mentioned two-on-one is available anywhere, um, but it's it's available for mental health. So here in St. Louis and then and anywhere else. Um, there's also a text line for it. Uh, if you text be heard, which is B-H-E-A-R-D to the number 31658. So that's also a, a part of that, the article that I found. Uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think St. Louis is attaching some specific COVID specific resources to 211 right now. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if that's not true other places. So that's a really good place to start. You can also, there's a text crisis hotline that is available at all times. And that is a separate website. We'll link it in the show notes. And that gives you people are available to talk 24 seven and to guide you to the right resource. Another good resource that we want to have at our fingertips at all times. And I encourage anyone in a helping profession, especially or caregiving profession or church work profession to put it in their phone is the suicide hotline number. Mm. And you can go to uh, the suicide hotline online as well. This resource is unmatched. I feel like as far as the wealth of information for a topic we all know so little about, I feel like intrinsically. And so you can not only go there if you're struggling, but you can go there if you have a friend struggling or a family member struggling to ask them questions about how to handle it and what to say and what not to say. There's lots of articles and a wealth of information about anything you can imagine revolving around depression, suicide, anxiety, and just the, all the mental health stuff that just revolves around that. It's a whole big mess of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are really helpful resources. We also, I talk to a lot of people who struggle with some kind of addiction and, or like a precipitator to addiction, if you will, like they feel like they need some help for um, things that are more present in their lives than they would like. Uh, Substance use or um, other addictions like shopping and gambling and uh, pornography or sexuality, different things like that. And so a good place to start looking for resources there is the Betty Ford Clinic, which some of our listeners might be familiar with the Betty Ford Clinic in, in substance use, but they have expanded to all kinds of addiction treatments. And so they are found in multiple states, not all the states in the U.S., but there's found all over the place. And their website has a lot of articles. And I just think usually if you access a place that is not available in your state, they are likely to help lead you to what you need within your state. And so that's a good place to start. The it's called the Hazelden Betty Ford Clinic now. And I don't I don't know why they call it that. Maybe that's what it's always been called. But you can find that at HazeldenBettyFord.org and we'll put a link in the show notes. But that's a really good place to start for addictions of any kind. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to also mention that the the suicide hotline um, and a bunch of the other like texting lines or things that you would need to Google to find the number. A lot of them you can also chat online too. So if you have phone anxiety on top of everything else, like I do, uh, and you don't want to actually have to talk to someone, you can you can chat online too, which may or may not be as good as actually hearing someone else's voice, but it'll at least get you through that hoop of not actually having to dial a number immediately if if, if that is a barrier to accessing someone. 
That's really good. I appreciate that reminder. And I also think it's really important to note that do not let the barriers get in the way of mental health treatment. I know there are many. I know they are many. And we talk about the stigma on Mental Health Mondays all the time. But I think even just like transportation or like Sarah was just saying, the phone anxiety and all those things get in our way or not knowing the exact right place to call. You know, start, just start. And if you need help starting, ask a friend to help sort through some stuff with you. You cannot... uh, undervalue, I think, the place of the local congregation also, the community of the body of Christ. You know, ask your pastor for help. If you get the answer that's not helpful the first time from someone, give them a second chance because sometimes people get also blocked up and they feel like they don't have the right answers and they don't know how to help. But just check in with your people and check in with local people that can guide you to where you need to go. You, we also have, for church workers available, lcms.org backslash wellness, uh, links to many different resources to get you started as well, especially for church workers. We're talking about resources for mental health with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman here on Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour. We have more to share with you in just a moment. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. Today we're talking resources for mental health with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Um, In the last segment, Heidi, you mentioned the um, Betty Ford Clinic and the resources available there at the Hazelden or HazeldenBettyFord.org website. You can find some resources there, not just for substance abuse, but other addiction treatment as well. And I know that there are a a bunch of other resources we want to get to today. What would you like to um, address next in terms of resources for mental health? Yes, Sarah mentioned during the break that it's Memorial Day, and so we do want to consider our veterans in particular. We are so thankful for those who fight for our freedom, and so we want to make sure that they are able to access resources and that we in our communities are not putting barriers in place to helping them access resource. And so it's always a good idea to start with your local VA, your state VA, or VA.gov, which is our Veterans Administration, because we do exist in a a nation that has a lot of resources organized through their government entities. So that's a good way to start. I know that I've heard from veterans before that it can be pretty intimidating. There's a lot of uh, phone jimmying around and different extensions needed and things like that and questions that go unanswered. And so 
you know, persistence is really helpful. But if you know a veteran, like be willing to be that support that they need for both listening, but also accessing those resources. And we can also uh, find our local chaplains. That's one thing I would recommend to veterans that the local chaplains are really interesting because they are in places of deployment, but also, for instance, in Norfolk here and in our congregation, we have Mike Marino, who's been on Mental Health Monday with us before, who is a chaplain that does a lot of work locally, even though that's not necessarily where he's quote unquote stationed. And so starting with the chaplains that are available, asking which chaplains are available in your area, and also going where veterans meet. I am continuously impressed by the gathering of veterans and how healing that is for people and how helpful they are to one another in accessing resources. And so, oh, Andy, I just saw that you popped up that you have another resource. Do you want to mention that for us? Well, sure. Operation Barnabas um, has mm-hmm. local chapters and that's an, <clears throat> that's an LCMS um, recognized service organization. It's it's part of, uh, actually part of ministry to the armed forces as well. So local congregations may have an Operation Barnabas chapter, and those are members of congregations who want to uh, to reach out and care for um, for our military. So for those, particularly for those who have returned home. Um, mm-hmm. So there are local chapters all over the country that are, are willing. I, I don't know if I would say specifically, like in, you know, if they're um, specifically a mental health um, mm-hmm. resource or service, but uh, they do want to care for mm-hmm. veterans. And so they're a, a, a great organization. And so you can um, check out um, lcms.org, um, and the Ministry of Armed Forces and the Operation Barnabas link there as well. And uh, they can provide information on local chapters and they might have some support to provide in your community. That's That's one way that veterans can be connected as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the support is really at least 50% of the mental health battle for all of us. But I definitely see in our current cultural context that our veterans really need more support from us. And so however we can provide that, that's awesome. So a few other things that are helpful to note that are available for us online. You know, technology, like we said in our episode last week, is a really big thing. And so you don't have to be looking just for therapy. You can, access, you can access a lot of other resources. And so NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, has classes available in your local community, but you can also find them online now. Uh, because of COVID and stuff, a lot of stuff has started to move online. So there's more access than ever for that. And they have a really great one called Family to Family. And that is really helpful for supporting your loved one who has a mental health struggle. There's also NAMI Basics, which is really helpful for pastors and other church workers for having just a basic understanding of mental health and what to look for for people you're trying to help. Um, There's also ruralhealthinfo.org. That's one I wanted to mention just because so many people live in rural areas and those can be some of the hardest to access mental health resources. That's a good one to start. They have a toolkit for finding the local resources in your area. And freshhope.org has mental health support groups online. It's from a Christian perspective, Jesus-centered, and it was actually started by a uh, LCMS pastor when it first started. And so I think that's a really great resource to access if you're looking for some support and some information for your own mental health struggles. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to mention, especially with COVID, is that we are really concerned with a rise in domestic violence and child abuse and the things that go along with those things. And so I really encourage you to access the local resources that you have for those things. Do not be afraid to call your local domestic violence shelters and ask questions, both as someone who might have a concern for their safety, but then also might be concerned for someone else. Those entities love it when people contact them and ask questions. And um, you can also go to thehotline.org for specifically domestic violence information and support. So, oh, Sarah has a resource for us. Sarah, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. So Mental Health America, uh, they have several screenings online on their website that you can take. Um, and these... They don't diagnose anything, um, but they will, like we've talked about before, like how do I know if I need help? These screenings, you can go through these screenings and it will tell you like, hey, yeah, you're probably dealing with this. You should seek help. So if you're on that borderline of I don't really know, like I feel kind of strained. I don't feel like myself. Um, there's several different ones for depression, anxiety, PTSD, eating disorder, all of these things. Um, and I actually found this through their social media. So something else I wanted to mention was that um, all of these resources that we're talking about, a lot of them are on social media. Um, and so if you follow like their Instagram stories or Instagram posts or Facebook posts, they will continually put out stuff, especially right now with coronavirus. Um, they're putting out resources and putting out posts and things and sharing things that are helpful. Um, helpful both to mental health, your own mental health, and also resources that they're putting together and putting out now. So that's actually how I found this Mental Health America post um, mm -hmm. was through their Instagram story. I think that's a really great tip, like pro tip, how many of us are opening our phones to social media many times a day. I think it would be awesome to have our feeds filled with those things. You know, we can go seek them out, but the more we like and share from those organizations, then we're not only sharing that with other people, but it will show up more often in our feed too. Mm -hmm. And so you're setting yourself up for getting more mental health information and support in your everyday life too. So that's a really great idea. I did want to mention the thing that is the hardest, I think, about accessing resources is that Satan really wants us to be isolated. You know, mm -hmm. that's his goal in life. And I think it's one of his most effective tools. And so just reach for connection instead of isolation. I know it's so intimidating. And we've already talked about that there's many barriers, but we want to gather people around us who are caring and supporting for us, even though I know that in itself is hard, just reaching in, take that first step, because it, it's the best thing you can do for your mental health, really, is be connected to a supportive group of people, and your local congregation is a good place to start. Mm. You know, we talked about a variety of different things and you talked about finding resources on social media and, and this may sound like a joke, but it, it, you mentioned scrolling through our phones, but one thing that some of us face is just being addicted to mm -hmm. social media or our mm -hmm. phone. Right. Um, <laughs> have either of you come across resources that help with that? I guess some of the, the resources that just help with other addiction or, you know, addiction mm -hmm. treatment in general may have resources for that. But um, after being trapped inside for two months, uh, <laughs> some people might just have become too comfortable with all, all their devices and, and phones and being on social media so much um, yeah, that making yeah. that transition back to face-to-face -to -face life might be a bit challenging. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. That's probably worthy of another Mental Health Monday episode. But I do think the transition (laughs) back to regular life is going to be a challenge. And so being honest about that, I really encourage people, if you have never engaged in therapy before, or if you have, but you're considering doing it again, like there's no time like the present, because we do need help. And a lot of times, some addiction specific resources are really helpful. But the reality is, the process of undergoing therapy and sitting in a room that's non judgmental for an hour each week with someone, and just kind of contemplating what we need and what the relationships in our lives need, that has a lot of power to heal. And I think what you're talking about, with social media in particular, because, you know, really it's a loss of connection with a substitute for connection. And I am definitely not a social media shamer. It has its place. It's really awesome in many ways and even awesome at connecting, but it's not the same as in person. And so engaging in therapy of any kind, I think can pull us out of just that kind of one way of getting connected. So the the irony of it is that we may have to go to social media to find the resource. (laughs) (laughs) True story, true story. Technology, bane and blessing, right? Bane and Mm -hmm. blessing. And so I think that if we... If we're uncomfortable with one piece of it, I just encourage people to lean in a little bit, try, just try and see what happens, but know that there's many, many ways to access the mental health care that you need, um, the connection that you need. And so it doesn't have to stay there. It can be like a stepping stone to the next thing. And that's really helpful to keep that context in mind. Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Heidi, always a great time to to chat with you. Always appreciate the insights that you provide for us. Thanks for joining us here on The Coffee Hour. See you next time. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.